Steelers running back Najee Harris earned the Rookie of the Month award for the NFL for the month of October. He went ballistic as the Steelers were able to bounce back over the past month, winning three in a row and now four in a row, well, three in a row as they're trying to get to four in a row against the Chicago Bears. I'm going to have a talk with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 because we're going to break down who should be, who will be the rookie of the year between Najee Harris and Jamar Chase, the phenom receiver for the Bengals. Both are, are neck and neck in a lot of categories. We're going to break that down, look at some numbers there, of course, give you all of our week nine picks, and then, of course, give you some breakdowns and our final score predictions for Steelers versus Bears. I'm Chris Carter here for the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We make we thank you for making the Lockdown Steelers podcast your first listen every day, and we are free and available on all platforms. This episode of Lockdown Steelers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1960. 65 McDonald's has been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And Chris Carter, let's get into it. You are locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. She's Jenna Harner. It's another amazing Friday here in the city of Pittsburgh. It's been an exciting week. The Steelers play Monday Night Football, so there will be another Locked On Steelers podcast that you can listen to to get ready for the game. But we're going to give you still some exciting content here. Remember, you can download this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey. You can watch this show on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button on our YouTube videos to help us out. Also, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Jenna, how you doing? Chris, I am wonderful, as always. It's a Friday. We're here. We have Monday Night Football this week. You just got to love it. I, you do gotta love it. It's it's awesome. We're gonna be under the lights. The Steelers and the Bears are wearing their color rush jerseys. I'm here for it. The Steelers color rush jersey is my is the the, the jersey. They if they could wear that or the uh the Michelin Ness big lock uh, block num- uh, numbers that they that they usually wear from that like from the 90s and the 70s. Those are the two jerseys that if they wore every time, I'd be like, yeah, that's the move. Yep. Oh my god, I I love a good color rush jersey. So I'm just like I'm so ready for this. I'm ready to now one guy who's been ready all year is Najee Harris in the month. Yep. He, as I said, in the open, in the open, he is now the, the rookie of the month, the offensive rookie of the month for October in the month. He ran, he ran uh, 88 times for 356 yards and three rushing touchdowns while also catching 17 passes for 124 yards and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Total right now, he has 479 rushing yards, 273 receiving yards, and five touchdowns. He's really bringing the Steelers' offense together. But it begs the question, Jenna, is he going to win Rookie of the Year? Now, of course, it's way too early to say that he, who who definitely will. But it's an interesting debate to see who should who who you think might be that be that player because a division rival has the other top candidate in 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 this in this regard, and that's Jamar Chase with the Bengals. Right now, Jenna. If you looked at total yards from scrimmage, Jamar Chase has the sixth most in the NFL with 793 total yards rushing and receiving, and he has seven touchdowns, both very impressive numbers. But right behind him is Najee Harris with 752 to all-purpose yards and five touchdowns, 
and it's it's important to say Najee Harris has played one less game yeah. than Jamar Chase. What do you what have you seen, Jenna? When you watch both of these players play, these are both the, the first at their position picked in the draft. Jamar Chase, first receiver, Najee Harris, first running back. Both have been breathing life into their offenses. And both breathing life into offenses, people had big question marks about the end of this yeah. season. I mean, obviously, we've talked and we've talked and we've talked about the Steelers' run game, and there's been a lot of talk, too, about how was Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense going to look? How was their offensive line going to protect him? And I think you're seeing both of these rookies really benefiting from their, their teams answering those questions. I mean, again, I think it goes to both offensive lines too. There were so many question marks about what's the Steelers offensive line going to look like. They have so many new pieces. They have two rookies in there, you know, all of those types of factors. And with what Najee Harris is doing, I mean, what both of these guys are doing, clearly, clearly fantastic. They're clearly huge playmakers. They're clearly both guys that their quarterbacks have a lot of trust in and are continuing to build that trust. Obviously, you look at the fact that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase played with each other in college and had such an explosive performance there for the time that they were together. But I think it's just noteworthy what Najee Harris is doing, especially with the veteran in Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger has had how many running backs can you count on your fingers? And mm -hmm. it is so funny when we're there and when you and I are both at practice, hearing Ben and, you know, even post games too, hearing Ben talk about Najee and talk about what he can do. Talk about his skills, his playmaking, his understanding of the game, how much he wants to learn and soak yes. it all in yes. and continue to get better. And, you know, we're not in the Bengals, you know, press conferences or anything like that. So we're not hearing that entirely from Burrow and Chase, but it's just so interesting to see Ben Roethlisberger being the guy that he is speak this highly of a rookie in Najee Harris. No, it is. He's he's gone. He's gone out of his way, and and it, you can tell though. It's also not like a hey, I'm doing this just to do this. I'm doing this just to pump him up. You no. can tell this is also because he really believes in this guy, and yeah. he's excited for him. And it's really funny because if you're a Steelers historian, if you've been around for a while, you might remember when Ben came into the league. It was Jerome Bettis who he was who he was working behind and yep. he was the he was the guy giving Jerome Bettis the game balls at the end of each playoff win saying I'm going to get you these you know I get you another one next week and we're going to get you to to play in the Super Bowl in in Detroit so it, it's it's one of those really cool full circle things where Ben Roethlisberger had so much respect and regard for Jerome Bettis when he came into the league and now here he is paying respects to his running back but more to this to this you know battle this situation who might win the award down the stretch it's also crazy to look at one Najee Harris is dealing with an offensive line that is makeshift. You know, Jamar Chase is catching from a first overall pick quarterback in Joe Burrow, who's supposed to be one of the next phenoms for the next 15 years in the NFL. The Steelers offensive line, a lot of people pegged them to be not a good group this year. Like, you know, Mina Kimes was trashing them before we even saw who they were in training camp. That's how much people were looking down upon this group. And they were bad early. They made a lot of mistakes, but. As we've seen, starting from that Packers game, they've gotten better and better and better. And now they're at a point where now they're kind of looking like they may be an asset to the team with the way that they've been run blocking and protecting Ben Roethlisberger. And you can tell the Steelers trust him because on top of those yards. Now, here's the crazy part about the yards. The yards are very close. And again, Najee's only behind. Um, he's only behind uh, um, uh, Jamar Chase by about 40 yards. When it, when it when it comes to that situation and when you look at 
you know, their, their total yards. But when it comes to touches, Jamar Chase only only has 40 touches because, you know, he, he just catches the ball. Najee Harris is the focal point of the Steelers offense. At this point in time in the season, he has 165 touches. That is second most in the NFL, right above Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon. Kamara has 161. Joe Mixon has 154. Jonathan Taylor has 142. Even Ezekiel Elliott has 138. Now, the crazy thing is Najee Harris to, to, uh, in the touch department, that goes to uh, uh, Derrick Henry because Derrick yeah. Henry has 237 touches, almost 70 more than the next guy. So um, that's that that's that's insane. That's a that's a that's a ridiculous number. But the point is, is that both players are trusted a lot for what the, for what they're what the, what they do. And, um, you know, I, I look at this and I see Najee Harris. You know, you'll get it being the focal point of his offense and taking that, that pressure. That's vital here. But Jenna, if you had to pick one person who will win this award, and it's funny, normally we're talking about a quarterback winning offensive rookie yeah. of the year, but it's a running back and a wide receiver. If you had to pick someone week nine, who's going to win it at the, after week 17? I feel like I just have to go with Najee just because of how important he is to this offense. And again, not to take any way from anything away from Jamar Chase in the season mm -hmm. he's having and the impact he has on that offense. But you look in the receiving room in Cincinnati and they have a bunch of playmakers. They have they a lot of guys who can contribute. Chase's numbers are going up. Clearly he is one of Burrow's favorite targets, but Najee's impact on the Steelers offense because of the way he can catch in space because of the way that he and the offensive line have started to gel and really he can continue to, you know, get five or six yards on first down. And like we always hear about the guys, you know, staying ahead of the sticks. We've seen that a lot more in the last couple of weeks from Najee. So I think he's just going to continue to build on what they've built on. And he's just so important to this offense. He is an absolute playmaker that can make plays in both the run game and the pass game. Again, not to take anything away from Chase, but being a wide receiver, he's a little more limited in that sense where the Steelers offense, they came into the season saying, we are going to run the ball. We are yes, going to fix the run game. We are going to do all we can to improve. And we're seeing that. And that's largely because of Najee Harris. Now it is going to be interesting, of course, to see how these two players handle the full 17 game schedule coming off of the college schedule. That always seems to be, a little bit tough for some of the rookies, but I just think in, he way, in the ways that we always hear from Najee and from his teammates and his coaches about how much of a workhorse he is, how much he can continue to grind and all that type of stuff. I just think he's set up for a little bit more success in terms of getting the flashy numbers, scoring a touchdown or two every couple games, every game or so, making continuing to make big plays, having over 100 yard rushing games or, you know, a hundred yards from scrimmage type of thing, those types of games. So I, I'm going with Najee Harris right now, but I, this definitely seems like it's going to be a close race for rookie of the year. No doubt. I know. I think it's going to be very close. I, I like Jamar Chase in this race because I think that, you know, he's a, he's going to be a big play guy all year for the Bengals. The one thing I will say that, that favors Najee Harris and why I think I actually, I, I agree with you. I think Najee Harris is going to win this award, but here's, yeah. and, and here's why, when you look at what the, how the way the Steelers are trending, the running game is getting better and better and better. And teams, you can even see teams, they're keying in on Najee Harris. They still yeah. can't stop him. And, and the Steelers are like, you know what? We got this guy because he can handle the heavy workload. Like Najee Harris, the second most touches in the league. And when we ask him at practice, Jenna, he's like, 
I want more touches. I don't want less. Exactly. Like I'm not tired. Um, no. So this is the thing is that he's going to continue to get those. And it's not just going to be the amount of the yards that he gets. It's going to be the important yards that he gets and what he does for the Steelers that I think will be more important to the Steelers than maybe Jamar Chase is to the Bengals. And that may be what leads to him winning the rookie of the year award. But we're a long ways off. It's just week nine. We're at the halfway point of the season, basically. We have to see how this continues to play out. If the Bengals continue, you know, you know, bounce back from the Jets game and continue to rise, that can change a lot of different things. If the Steelers continue to rise or if either team falls back, that can also impact things depending on how things go. Um, the Steelers having a three-game win streak through October certainly helped their case in, the, in this department. But we're going to talk about some of the week nine games coming up. We're going to give you our picks going into the week and shout out our run your pool leaders on the, on the locked on Steelers pick them league on RunYourPool.com. Before we do that, we got to talk about McDonald's. This episode of locked on Steelers is brought to you by McDonald's proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has been always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I can tell you a lot of different Steelers reporters do stop at McDonald's on trips. I've seen them. We often make the same stops. If you're going to if you're going to Cleveland, or if you're going to Cincinnati and you're driving, sometimes you'll see them at the same Breezewood McDonald's. You're like, hey, I know you. I'll see you in the press box in a few hours. But that's why McDonald's is so special. You go there, you can always rely on them to give you a positive experience, no matter which McDonald's you're at. So head to your local McDonald's today to refuel and reconnect. I'm Chris Carter, I'm loving it. We're also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. E-B-E-R. If you haven't tried a Belt Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxier, just plain hard to choke down. A Belt Bar is, is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience and one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And so many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar, there's so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, co coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check out their website often because you don't want to miss out by going to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, and get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And Jenna, on Double Ad Reads, we keep it rolling. So let's get right to the picks now. This last week, as always, if you want to join the fun, if you or if you need to remind yourself to get in on the RunYourPool.com Pick'em uh, Pick'em League for Locked On Steelers podcast, remember the winner of this Pick'em League at the end of the season will get a Steelers jersey of their choice from RunYourPool.com. Last week we had two winners who had the best picks at picks at twelve and three with Nomadic Yinzer and Anthony both going twelve and three. Congratulations to you two! And now we do have a sole player in first place right now. In Dan Jay. Dan Jay is 76 and 30 on the season. He is Dan Jay's getting trailed, though. Dan the man has 75 and 31. Dozer 21 has 75 and 31. And Steelers Fanatical Universe is 75 and 31. So impressive stuff there. We will see how how close we will see how that race continues to shake out. But Jenna, 
Let's get our picks in. Now, as always, we skip Thursday Night Football because it's a Friday show. So, Jets, Colts, we thank you for playing last night. But we're, we're on tonight. We're starting off with a, a game that Steelers fans will want to keep their eyes on. Both the AFC North, all three of the AFC North teams are playing in the 1 o'clock hour. So, this is going to be a, some games that you might want to flip between. The 3-4 and four Vikings visit the 5-2 and two Ravens coming off a bye week. The Ravens. You know, I got, got beat down by the Bengals. They were the team that was looking like they were going to run the AFC North. Now they face a Vikings team that, that they, they, they've been up and down themselves. Um, is this the is this the week that the Ravens get back on track in the purple and gold game? Yeah, I absolutely think so. I did just realize that this is the purple and gold game. You really love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Ravens Prince will be happy. Right, right. <laughs> um, I, I think the uh, the Ravens win this game. I think it kind of is perfect. You know, you have a tough loss to somebody you thought you were going to probably have a pretty solid game against. Mm-hmm. You go into the bye week, you're able to reset, get a lot of things going. The Vikings coming off that just brutal loss to the Cowboys, which I believe I was hearing reports afterwards where they basically did not prepare for Cooper Rush. Yeah, uh, not great. Not no. great. So I think uh, the Ravens stock is up right now. I think the Vikings are down and this kind of bodes really well for Lamar Jackson and company to kind of just have a, themselves an afternoon in this game. Yeah, coming off a bye, especially I think at home, this is this is everything's lined up for the Ravens to win and for the Vikings to continue to sink down into mediocrity. Ravens going to six and two and putting themselves in a good position um, to in that AFC in that AFC race. Everyone's racing for the one seed right now, um, especially with the Titans' current injury situation without Derrick Henry. Now this is an interesting game. One o'clock, four, four, four and four Patriots at the four and four Panthers, both going in completely different directions. Panthers started off red hot, have very much cooled off, though Christian McCaffrey has been practicing this week. The Patriots started off slow and are coming back a little bit. Mac Jones is picking it up. I'm going with the Patriots on the road here. I think that they're showing to be a better team, and you're going to see Bill Belichick uh, sort of outduel Matt Rule with Mac Jones. I like that, outduel Matt Rule. There but, um... you go. Get some rhyming going. We're here for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on this one. I'm going the Patriots. So you talked about just the way that these two teams are trending. Carolina seems like they're going a little bit down. Well, the Patriots, Mac Jones kind of getting his feet under him, really finding some success in these last handful of games here. I think their defense is also coming along a little bit better than it was earlier. So I'm going with the Patriots here. But, uh, yeah, I think this will be a good game for Mac Jones for sure. Absolutely. Now, this is probably the game Steelers fans will be keeping their eyes on the most. At 1 o'clock, you got the 4-4 four and four Browns coming off their loss to the Steelers up against the 5-3 and three Bengals coming off their loss to the Jets. The Battle of Ohio is on in Cincy. A loss would drop the Bengals to 5-4 and four and give the Steelers the chance on Monday night to pass them in the standings. But a loss to the Browns would drop them to 4-5, and five, which would basically lock them into last place regardless of what the Steelers do and give the Steelers to get, get a chance to get some, get some space against them but this is an interesting game because both are coming off disappointing losses um the the Bengals they had no answer for Mike White last last week it was very bizarre how that was playing out um you know I I pegged the Bengals to be a team that would eventually fall apart this season uh but uh they uh they they I didn't think that they would lose to the Jets I didn't think that 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 falling apart would start now um the Browns are the Browns are the Browns. The Browns is the Browns, as Juju Smith-Schuster would say. They, yeah. they, they, I expected them to have a mediocre season. Everyone's believing in them. Everyone's saying, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl, at least the AFC Championship, all this, that, and the third. I, I, I never saw it. Like They have talent on their roster, but they got they got way too many issues. And you see Odo Beckham Jr., he, he wants to show up to the facility, but they don't want to let him go. They don't want to let him practice or what's going on there. And his father hates Baker Mayfield. All this madness. 
the Bengals are just like, look, we got to get back from a win. We got to back get back in the win column. The Browns are like, not only do we have to get back in the win column, but we got to deal with all this in-house mess. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. It's funny. I don't know if I would have said that at the start of the season, Bengals, Browns, if you circled <laughs> this game, I probably would have gone with Browns, but everyone was joking on Twitter this week. I think the Steelers broke the Browns, which I mean, you feel like that happens once pretty a year, often. pretty yeah. often and for the last handful of years here. But I just think that this is a situation where that loss to the Steelers, the Browns thought they were going to win that game. No yeah, doubt about it. They, they thought did. they were going to win and they thought they were going to win by a lot. I think Baker Mayfield still being hurt is really plaguing that offense. He did not look good last weekend. And I think this is a really good opportunity for Joe Burrow to bounce back and say, Hey, look, we're going to have these bad games. We're going to have a loss or two that we should not have, but we can rebound. This is a, we're a team that a couple of weeks ago beat the Ravens. And I think that they're going to continue to build on that and look on that win and go in, you know, have this game, go into this game. And I think they're going to put up some points against the Browns defense here. Yeah, I'm right with you. I think the Browns defense is hurting right now. They, they they don't have a lot of answers. And I think the Bengals offense has way too many playmakers. If you got Jamar Chase on your team this week, I, I do, uh, it's gonna you're gonna have a lot of points there. So we're both taking the Bengals there. It's gonna be an exciting matchup either way. We'll see how that plays out. Either way, uh, there will be one AFC North team with a loss this week that the Steelers can get can get some space on. So yeah. there's that. Uh, four and four Broncos at six and one Cowboys. The Broncos just traded a Von Miller. They're basically selling the season. I'm going with the Cowboys just easily at home. Yeah, I think so too, especially because I believe at least last report I saw that they do expect Dak is going to play. Yeah, Obviously, they were able to win with Cooper Rush, which I think gives them so much energy and they were able to build on that. But the Cowboys are a really impressive team right now. Obviously, it seems like they're going to run away with the NFC East and potentially have a lot of success in the NFC this year. They're kind of their defense is exciting to watch, no doubt about that. And I think they're going to fare well against the Broncos offense. So I'm going with Dallas at home too. Absolutely. Another uh, survivor type of pick game here. Five and two Bills at one and six Jaguars. I mean, what are we even doing? We're just picking the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen against the Jags defense. Have fun. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Now, here's the toilet bowl of the week. The one and seven Texans play the one and seven Dolphins. Terod Taylor is back, though. That's crazy to hear. Uh, but I'm still going with the Dolphins. I think two is starting to find some traction. And I mean, this is just a throw, toss them up. They're both bad. And we're going to see who's less bad in this game. That's exactly what this is, is which team is going to be is going to suck less. I hate saying it like that, but <laughs> sorry, that's just what's going to happen. I'm going with the Dolphins, too. I think two is kind of figuring things out. And I think he's been really frustrated with all of the, the Deshaun Watson. Yeah. yeah. So for him, he's like, OK, you don't believe in me. I'm going to go out there and show you why you should. That is the type of competitor he is, the type of player he is. And I mean, these are like two of the league's worst defenses too. So it might be just like an absolute shootout in the worst way that you can't stop watching. So it might be kind of exciting. I don't think it's going to be, I'm still going with uh, the Dolphins though. Yeah. I, I just think the Dolphins make more sense here. It's also funny. He's yeah. playing Deshaun Watson's team while Deshaun Watson isn't playing. So lots yeah. of, lots of interesting uh, story points here, but let's, let's move fast to these uh, last few picks here before we get to the Steelers three and four Falcons at five and two saints saints did lose Jameis Winston but that defense is still there. I'm going to stick with the home team there. Yeah, they're coming off that big win over the Bucs. I think there's a lot that they can build on, and I do hear, I heard they do expect Taysom Hill back relatively soon, so I think that gives them a little more confidence, but I think they can really rely on their defense in this one. Same here. Uh, Raiders at Giants, 5-2 and two at 2-6. Two and six. Raiders coming off a bye. Giants just are on the struggle bus. I'm, I know they're your, they're your boys, Jenna, but I got to go with the Raiders. 
Yeah, if the Giants had beaten the Chiefs last week, I maybe would have picked differently, but this just seems like it's going to bode way too well for the Raiders. The Giants coming off that loss, they're kind of depleted depleted a little bit in that sense. They're, a lot of their guys are hurt. My charger just fell out. That's what that was, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, fell right out of the outlet. Um, that's just me say, saying, Jenna, stop talking about the Giants. They're not great. I'm going with the Raiders coming off a bye here. Four and three Eagles at or four and three Chargers at three and five Eagles. I'm going with the Chargers. They had a rough loss before their bye week, um, but I think that they're they're ready to bounce back. The Eagles, I just don't know what they are right now. Exactly. I think this is also a really good bounce back opportunity for Justin Herbert to kind of get his thoughts together, get collected, say, okay, we had a couple losses down the stretch heading into the bye. We're still a good team. We're still going to go out there. We're going to light up an opposing defense. I think this bodes well for the Chargers. Now, here's an interesting game. The 7-1 Packers visit the 4-4 four four Chiefs. Packers, of course, without Aaron Rodgers because he's unvaccinated, and that's caused a lot of drama there. They do get Devontae Adams back. That's big. The Chiefs have just been on their struggle bus. I would have had the Packers in this game had Aaron Rodgers' situation not come about. I would have picked them in a heartbeat. But I'm going with the Chiefs. I, they need this game badly. The Packers have been hurt up a lot, and now you're missing Aaron Rodgers, who kind of made up for all of that. I, I think the Chiefs are going to have enough firepower in this game to make things and this might be a week where the Chiefs start to figure some things out if it's not and they drop to four and five whoa all the red alarms are going to be sounding see I think that's what's going to happen I feel a little strange about it I'm going with Green Bay only because for Jordan Love this is the opportunity for him to say hey this is what you're going to get next year. He knows what he has to do in order to perform because if he performs well, I was talking with Jerome Bettis about this earlier this week. If he performs well in this game, the Packers say, all right, we're going to be okay. Depending on whatever happens with Rogers next year, this is a really good opportunity for him to go out there and say, Hey, look, this is why you drafted me. I'm going to tear things up and I'm going to do it against the chief's defense. That is not fantastic. Absolutely. So that's this is a good opportunity. But there's our first split. Uh, it's actually a Super Bowl one rematch. I just realized this. Yeah. Um, but uh, seven and one Cardinals at three and four Niners. I mean, I'm just going with the Cardinals. There's not much exp- explanations needed there. No, they're definitely frustrated after that loss last week and the wave in which they lost. So I think they're going to come into this game. And have a lot of success. Kyler Murray um, has been playing really well. I know he was injured. I believe there's some reports about that. I haven't honestly dove too deep in that, so I'm not entirely sure of his status. But if he is in, I think he makes a big difference. But if not, I think they just still have so many weapons on offense that they're able to uh, beat a Niners team that we don't really know who they are. Titans are 6-2 and two on the top of the AFC, but they're without Derrick Henry, and they're facing the Rams at 7-1, and one, top of the NFC. Uh, this would have been a game of the week, but now it's just, I think, a game, a game the Rams are going to win. I think so, too, especially, I mean, we don't anticipate Von Miller to play entirely. There were some reports he's been practicing with the team, but I think they're just in such a good position that this is a game they should win. Absolutely. Henry. Absolutely. Let's get to let's, let's get to the third segment where we're going to break down Monday night football game with the Steelers and the Bears. First, got to tell you guys about Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface on Bet Online with the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online rem- remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile mobile website to sign up today. 
to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one word, and you'll receive a your 50% welcome bonus. From, from basketball to football to baseball to the postseason, the NHL, well, baseball postseason is done now. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. But the Ooh. NHL is well underway. You still got boxing and UFC all the time. Right down to your favorite Vegas casinos games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And wrapping things up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner. Jenna. Let's talk about the Steelers Bears matchup. This is a game where Justin Fields is gonna is is a much talked guy. He's the rookie quarterback. Um, he hasn't really got it together. I think he's four four touchdown passes and seven interceptions on the season. Uh, they get the, the Bears are getting sacked at a ridiculous rate. Um, but the D, there's been a question about Khalil Mack's health. Will he be able to be available for this game? Meanwhile, the Steelers they're just looking at hey, can they can they keep up the pace that they had their last three wins? What's your biggest factor or matchup that plays into how what determines this game i think it's going to come down to how much can the steelers defense limit justin fields on the ground and his mobility it was so interesting because during the bye week when we were talking with head coach mike tomlin or after the bye week excuse me headed into last week when we were talking with steelers head coach mike tomlin he talked about looking at global trends during the bye week and one of the ones they really honed in on was quarterback mobility and how that relates to certain situations in the game, red zone, when they're deep in their own end, things along those lines, third down situations. And when we heard from him this week, he was referencing how they really looked at Justin Fields in a lot of those situations. So it's going to be interesting to see how they limit him. I think last week we saw him get his feet under him a little bit. And he, like you said, he's starting to make some more plays. It's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers defense gets to fields, how much they're able to kind of keep him in the pocket, get to him quickly. You know, I think we're, they're going to look to really rely on guys like TJ Watt, like Alex Highsmith. I think obviously no Melvin Ingram, obviously they didn't have him last week, but with all the trade news and all the talk about him wanting to get out of there, I think this defense also wants to make a point that's like, okay, you didn't want to be here. We completely understand you want more opportunities, which is completely reasonable for a guy of Ingram's age and his where he is in his career. But the Steelers defense also wants to say, hey, we're okay. Look at what we're able to do and how we're able to get to guys. Um, so I think that's going to be a huge factor here. And I think, again, it's just going to be how much can they limit him? They did a pretty solid job of limiting a mobile quarterback like Josh Allen. Granted, yes, it was week one, but this is going to kind of be that next big test before you see the Ravens not too far down the line. And you have a guy who is incredibly mobile like Lamar Jackson. I feel you on that mobility's gonna be. I mean, he had that one ridiculous touchdown run where he just oh, ran right and left and right and left, and then he just zipped around and just scored a touchdown. And you know that's something that Cam Sutton talked about at the Steelers practice facility on Thursday, uh, just looking at you know like yeah, we're very aware of what he can do and we're very aware that he can hurt us that way. So big concern there. We will see how that how that part plays out. I think one one factor here that I think will be is is being overlooked a lot is the Steelers rushing offense and how it's come come along. And why do I say that? Yeah. It's because the Bears right now are giving up 125 yards a game on the ground. Yep. When you look at that, that's among the worst in the, in the league right now. I believe that's like 23rd, 24th in that range of, of ranking in the NFL. 
this is the time for the Steelers rushing offense to show, hey, we're, we didn't just do it last week. We didn't just do the week the week before, you know, we're coming off the bye. This is going to be a consistent theme for the Steelers. If they can plow over this, this defense, one, it'll make life easier for Ben Roethlisberger, but two, it'll send a message that, hey, that Steelers offense, rushing offense that Art Rooney promised in the offseason, it's here. And yep. if Najee Harris gets going and following up with that, you know, following up an offensive rookie of the month, uh, you know, caliber of award, and then you get that on a big Monday night primetime football win, that'll be a good sign. The Steelers are heading in the right direction at five and three at the halfway point of the season and ready to go. Jenna, what's your final score for this game? This one's a little interesting for me because I've kind of gone back and forth a little bit with it. I'm going to go Steelers 24-13. I keep going back and forth here. I'm going 24-13. It's also not going to feel as close as that. I think the Steelers just – this bodes really well for them to have a lot of success. The Monday night game – at home, up in front of a bunch of fans. We're really starting to feel that like crispness. It's fall. It's football. This is a situation the Steelers love playing in. I think Justin Fields also hasn't seen a lot of defenses that look like the Steelers defense, and that's going to give him a lot of fits here. So I'm going with the Steelers in this one. Uh, yeah, 24-13 is my final score prediction. I feel you on that. I think Justin Fields, he, he's been a guy that's been skittish. I mean, the, the, here's one thing to, to remember. The Bears are giving up sacks on 12.6% of their passing plays. That's the highest percentage in the NFL. That means more than one out of 10 times that Justin Fields drops back for a pass, he's getting sacked. And yep. that is a problem. I think that's actually more than one point, more than one out of every eight times uh, yeah. when, when, when you look at it. So that's a nightmare situation going up against TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, and heck, even Chris Wormley has been playing well in this department. So the Steelers yeah. are going to get after him. They're going to they, they have to be able to test the number five rush rushing offense in the NFL. Um, and if they do that, I see them controlling this game. I think they take away Khalil Herbert. I think they take away D Justin Fields. He hasn't really found a way to get to his receivers yet this season. So I see this game. This is a blowout. I say the Steelers are winning 27 to six. I say they get up two field goals with the Steelers. They're going to, they're going to, I think you might even see the first defensive touchdown for the Steelers outside of the, the punt block return for a touchdown. So this is going to be a game with the turnovers hype up. TJ Watt's going to have a heck of a night and the Steelers win victoriously, but they have been cursed against the bears. They haven't beaten them since 2005 when Jerome Bettis trucked Brian Erlacher. Funny enough, that was the first time Ben Roethlisberger played the Bears. This might be the last time he plays the Bears. So interesting. Could it be a circle of life situation? We'll find out at Heinz Field at the, on Monday Night Football where Jenna and I will both be covering the game. So there's that. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Let me know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, uh, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner. Uh, and then just on WPXI, as we, you know, continue to bring you a bunch of Steelers coverage, Penguins, all the fun stuff, but uh, lots of really cool things ahead. So uh, definitely tune in and stay tuned. Absolutely. You can find me, Chris Carter, on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can find the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Be sure to like the YouTube video that you're watching now. Hit the subscribe button to our channel. It really helps us out. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and it gets, it also helps with the show. And you get a shout-out at the end of the show. If you want to watch me on TV, I'll be on Skylights Highlights Friday night breaking high school football highlights down all on channel 11 also on channel 11 be on the final word Sunday night giving you another preview look into the Steelers as on top of the next locked on Steelers episode which will air Sunday afternoon to evening to Monday morning in that realm so stay tuned with locked on Steelers we got a lot of great content coming your coming your way thanks again for making us your first listen every day be back in your ears getting you ready for some Monday night football